Welcome to the podcast Bench Talk. I'm Jo Hilditch, High Sheriff of Herefordshire. Today I'm talking to Dean Goodwin-Evans and his husband Paul. Dean is most famous for his recent victory in winning the Drag Queen 2021 as Boo La Crew. Both Dean, or should I say Boo, and Paul champion local LGBTQ plus community. And although they have only recently arrived in Herefordshire, they're keen to ensure that their community shows its diversity and our community accepts that diversity and is recognised in our somewhat traditional roots of Herefordshire. Today Bench Talk comes from a bench at their small holding in Erdsley and we've got Teardrop, the sta- little stallion, attending. So welcome you two, hello. Howdy Sheriff. <laughs> Howdy Sheriff. <laughs> Boo, start with you. So, so what attracted you to Herefordshire in the first place? We first were attracted to Herefordshire when um, we were wanting to move for our ponies. We've got 13 horses, um, quite a few dogs and cats, so we were wanting to find a better home for them, M- much more land. So that's what first attracted us to Hereford. We spotted a property, we came here, fell in love with the property in the area. And Paul, you like the area too, obviously, yeah, or were you dragged much. along behind? <laughs> um, it was always the, the, the plan to actually buy, buy a, a proper small holding where we were before we only had three acres so um where we were in Leicestershire it was acreage for money really yeah um, which brought us further down this way but more, a bit more bang we... for your buck around here absolutely yeah. um but yeah as soon as we saw the property and it is lovely it's yeah. lovely what what business do you work in Boo? so by trade I'm a hairdresser um but during obviously the covid lockdowns actually lo- lost my job in my hairdressing so at the moment I'm sort of bibbing and bobbing between hairdressing and trying to start a drag career. What does what does a drag career actually mean? So performing, live vocals, lip syncing, dancing, hosting, bit of comedy thrown in there as well. I have to say Boo is looking absolutely beautiful today. Oh, I thank you very much. Just <laughs> thrown something on this morning, fell out the wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, what about you, Paul? What do you do? Um, so I currently work in the care sector. Um, at the moment, working for a school uh, and a children's home specialising in autism. Mm. And is it is that a long week? Um, yeah, I do five long days at um, 13 hours a day. So get, oh my get, goodness. A, few, get a few hours in there, yes. definitely. Yeah. And is that uh, what? What are the ki- who are the kids? We have um, children that that literally just come to us for the day pupils, so they will come as as um, students, and then the residential side of it, we have because autism can be quite challenging. Mm. Um, we do have children that are with us voluntary, um, but then obviously there are certain mm. circumstances where it is a children's home, so there is. Some children have obviously been taken away from from their parents, yeah. and not not the nicest of backgrounds. Not for at them. all, but it must be rewarding. Amazingly rewarding, you know the yeah. feedback that you get from the children, the interaction. Um, I've always worked on the theses that you know if if you can make one one person smile in a day, you've you've done a good job. And luckily, I make quite a few of them smile, so this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at his job. Very very good. Thank you. Well, it, it would be kind of hard not to know how beautiful you're looking today, but how mm. long how long did it take? It. To this morning was actually a bit of a rush job. <laughs> it was about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, normally. It takes me about three hours, but I do like to put my music on, have a bit of a dance around the room and decide what wig you're going to wear and, yeah, make it your full fancy and have a, have a great time doing it. Have you got a series of wigs? I've got probably about 40 or 50 wigs now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm a bit obsessed with the wigs. Wigs and shoes are my, my big thing. That I yeah, like you've to, got monster like to platforms on today. <laughs> yeah. These are actually the first platforms I ever bought. Really? First heels, yeah, really? that I ever bought. 
So can you tell me a bit more about your journey, about coming out and how old you were and how your community accepted it then? Because you're not super young. Yeah. Okay, so I came out at about 15 or 16. I'm actually of the era that we were actually schooled under Section 28. Now, Section 28 prohibited the talk of anything to do with homosexuality in schools. This really stopped a lot of young people being able to find out who they are from a young age. So I came out sort of 15, 16, it was a very difficult time, um, but but I did get through it. And if it wasn't, you know, through having LGBT services in the town I was living in at the time, I probably wouldn't have got through it as well as I did. So that was my... And how was it with your family? Were they a traditional with my family? family? Um, my family were very traditional. I actually had to leave the family home. Um, I went into homeless accommodation, which was found by my local LGBT um, services. Um, later on my family did turn around and it was you know they were my biggest supporters my father and my mother were my biggest supporters so well you don't change in your soul do you no definitely not and I think that was something that they obviously had to realize being being older parents themselves it it just took them a little while to come to terms with it it. and it's funny you should say that just talking about how Dean's experience with his family um, when I met mum and dad I call Dean's mum and dad mum and dad um, or did call dad dad um, I would have never have known that, that dad had that sort of attitude to start like prejudice with prejudice before um, because they're obviously so welcoming towards myself yeah. um, I mean like I say I called him dad you, yeah. you know so it just shows how my dad never got to meet Boo but I actually think he would have been her biggest supporter really he absolutely 100. adored oh. me and he really wanted to see us married which we tried to do before he passed, he passed away yeah, yeah. He passed and away literally just before we got married, like three weeks before oh, we got married. Oh, that's so, sad. Yeah, it that's was, sad. Uh, what about your coming out, Paul? Uh, my coming out, well, I grew up in um, the Isle of Man, so um, very, very backward, to mm. be fair. Um, again, no LGBT community um, support there at all. I think we had one gay pub, and that was right out in the sticks. Um, but for me, I denied it for so long, and then uh, I started a new job at 16, and I thought, no, new job, I'm going to be me. And I, I, I did come out, but the, the amazing thing about that was I think everybody already knew. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there was no real big shock factor to it. Um, and I think because from that point forward, I was just me. Yeah. I was quite well accepted. So, um, so, yeah. For me, it was slightly different as well. When I was growing up because of this section 20 and not knowing about gay, I actually thought that I would have been, a, I wanted to be a woman. You know, I wanted to grow up and be a woman. But when I got to 15, 16 and I started to learn about gay culture, it made me understand who I actually was. This is where I feel sometimes it can be quite detrimental not telling younger people about the ways of the world because they need to discover who they mm. are and to know the options that are there for them. Mm. So when was the Section 28 rule changed? Um, it was, I think it was the early 2000s mm. that it was changed. Maybe 2001. It's so recent. Yeah, it is, it's very mm. recent. Um, because now in schools, uh, the knowledge is very broad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, now knowing of Section 28 as an adult, it's, it's you know, it explains a lot from being at school and not, mm. not having the, the options out there for myself. Mm. And what about um, becoming a drag queen? When did that come to you? So, so that was yeah. later, wasn't it? That was later. So obviously, I've, as I've just discussed, when I was younger, I had this <clears throat> very feminine side to me that I wanted to express. And as I said I thought I might have been trans then through finding RuPaul's Drag Race I started watching the show and seeing that people 
got enjoyment from art from doing drag. It was more of an art form than it was was anything else. And it was the first time I'd really seen this like that. So I immediately sort of started doing little bits in my bedroom, bit of a you know closet queen as it was, just sort of getting everything perfect before I'd you know approach the world and mm. let everybody see the boo that I had created. And was that were you around? Well, by again, I think it was actually a bit of a. a frame the term closet situation like I said the closet queen because he hadn't told me for a couple of months that, the, that he was actually starting to, to play with the makeup and I think he was a bit fearful of how I might yes. react but like I've always said to him you know it, it's your life you be happy and do what makes you happy it doesn't affect me at all you're still Dean to me mm. you're beautiful as Dean you're beautiful as Boo so you know whatever makes you happy I'm going to support you to do that. Paul's watched the whole of Boo's journey, which is which is lovely. You know, we've been together for 17 years and I've only done Boo for five years. So it's lovely that he's got to watch the whole journey and he's been so supportive throughout. Mm. I even corrected her a couple of times on her palette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. I was uh, using one makeup colour and he said to me, I think you're looking, uh, you need to warm up this palette. And I was like, no, my makeup's perfect. And then uh, I looked at some pictures and I was thinking, uh, oh, he's you... actually right. Yeah, we, we all need advice in that department yeah, sometimes. He's my biggest critic and uh, biggest fan. Yeah, it's mostly my mum who tells me that I should wear more makeup. I'm not even wearing any makeup today. <laughs> You still um, look beautiful. You do. Oh, please, Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you find blending both your lifestyles in Herefordshire? I mean, we we don't have many drag queens around here, I don't think. Yeah, well, correct me if I'm wrong. No, there's. I, I'm actually named the Queen from No Scene from uh, BBC Radios because they they do not know of another drag queen in Hereford. I'm sure that there is others there, but there's not any that come forward like me that are out there and mm-hmm. let people know that that I'm there. How have you found the community in Hereford? Your uh, LGBTQT okay, community. So uh, could we do more? And what are you doing to help with that community? Okay, so when I first came to Hereford, I realised that there really wasn't any LGBT services, and I immediately wanted to help with that because of the fact that I've said to you that I I lost my my family home at 16 and needed that service to help get me housed so the fact that I found out that I only wanted little information at the time you know uh, you know what what what's going on is there any clubs is there and the local council said to me that there was nothing so but of recently it seems you know since lockdowns that the community has got together in Hereford there's a couple of pages popped up I started one myself a couple of years ago called um, LGBT plus news and events Hereford there's now also Gay Herefordshire page and you know we are trying there is a group of us that are trying our hardest to bring the community together we're arranging a pride for October 2nd hopefully on the Bishop's Green um, and hopefully other events one that we're hoping to start up for again not for people to be able to come together and have a safe space which is called Femboy um, so if you you know look on social media look at any of those that I've just said and you know come and support us come and help us in any way that you possibly can and is it about integration into the rest of the community as well? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot more separation years ago. Um, but I, I feel that the young generation that are coming through, there's a lot more acceptance and we are coming together more as a community. Um, and even, the, you know, the older generations, they are starting to see acceptance more, which mm. is it's a beautiful thing to see a lot more people accepting. Mm. Um, I do think it is a little bit further behind, but it, it we're getting there with it. Yeah. And what about you, Paul? Are you Do you support the activity or are you too busy uh, with your job uh, unfortunately i would say that with doing the long days that i do do i would like to be able to help more um but i'll definitely be there to volunteer on the day and, and mm. things like that and run dean about that's probably what my job will be 
<laughs> taxi here, service. Everyone running there. Gordon the gopher comes out. I mean, if there is anybody out that would be happy to volunteer on the day for you know Pride, Hereford Pride on October second, you know, please get in contact with us and. And everybody's welcome. Everybody is welcome. Your community. Pride yeah. is for everybody. It's yeah. to, Pride is about love and acceptance, mm. and that's what we're there to showcase. Mm. Do you think there are are there safe spaces already in Herefordshire for for young people? Are there some some places you can go, and would you feel safe about coming out as a fifteen year old now? Here, I think I would feel a bit more worried. It'd be almost like going back to when I came out in Leicestershire. You know, that was uh, God twenty years ago, so it would be very much like that coming out here now because mm -hmm. there isn't anywhere for anybody to go. There is a couple of places that are starting within the local schools and the universities, so do check those out. Again, if you are needing services yourself, pop into the local schools um, and the university. Paul, perhaps you could tell me a bit more about living in Booth's shadow. <laughs> How is that? Well, with them heels on, it's a very big shadow to live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... I love it. I do absolutely love drag. So, so it's it's no hindrance to me at all. You know, uh, I really want Boo to to succeed and and to to put herself out there and get a stamp on the map. So it it, it can be stressful living with Dean. Full stop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's intense at times, of course, because when he's got to get all them forty wigs in the back of the car. Oh my god! It's a yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a tight squeeze. But um, but no, it's amazing. Have you been out locally? I've, yeah, um, during my pageant, Together. during my pageantry, I actually went around the whole of the, the city of Hereford. I went into pretty much every single shop in Hereford just to you know let them know that I was there and that I was going for Miss Drag UK and I was going to try and bring that crown back to Hereford. Um, I've also done a couple of nights for for friends that have wanted me to get yeah. dressed up in Hereford and gone in a couple of. And how is the reception to you there generally? Yeah, it, I mean it can be quite shocking to some people when they see this sort of very large woman well, it's kind of stand back <laughs> yeah they kind of have it you know turns heads but I, I love turning say. heads and I love people looking at me I can I'll eat it up you can stare <laughs> all day long take all the pictures you want you know this uh, takes me a long time to do so yeah. I like people to appreciate a lot of these podcasts I'm doing are about voluntary work I bet I guess the voluntary work that you're going to be doing now in Herefordshire is going to be all around your community yes definitely I want to really try and highlight the community here um, I'd like to again get services going for for multiple especially young people in the community they really mm. really need this service mm. they need to feel like they have a safe space and a place to be able to to go when they need need things because mm. people in our community things don't always go right from at home when they do come out you know mm. and to, to know that there is somewhere for them to go mm. if this does happen for support is, yeah. is really what they need. Really important. So I think some people might say that Herefordshire is a bit parochial a bit a bit backwatery and is that a problem to to what you're doing the traditional sense of Herefordshire I think as long as everybody in Herefordshire is willing to embrace change and to to know that you know that there's more people out there and we do have this community um and we do want a voice in the community as well then it's absolutely fine um it, yeah it's, it's probably a, a more of a a city that is coming up through you know and, and a change in city so it's going to be nice to watch the changes in Hereford. Let's go to uh, Miss Drag UK tell me a bit about the pageant, the pageant and what yeah. happens and you know you two I imagine you both go. Yeah well um, it's actually funny quite story. funny um, we actually both went but due to it being very strict filming regulations um, 
I was actually able to go to the pageant and stay over the night before, but Paul had to drive me and sleep in the <laughs> car. <laughs> and then he had to uh, drive me. a bit me. silly when you live in a bubble together. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he had to drive me to the pageant in the morning, help me unload, and then had to sit in the car and wait the whole day. <laughs> I walked around Kent for five hours. Yeah. Where, where was it? So it was held in Kent. Yeah. Um, we'd have to... With the pageant, I'd, I've actually been doing the pageant since 2019. You have to do a lot of charity work leading up to it. I've been raising a lot of money for Mind LGBTIAQ+. Plus. You see, you um, get tongue-twisted Yeah, you all get tongue-twisted with it. Um, and then I also raised money for Abigail's Footsteps, which is a child bereavement charity, which really struck quite a chord with me. Because me and Paul have tried for children before, and it's not been successful. So I could really sympathise mm -hmm. with these mothers that have lost children and had to maybe sit in a ward with... with women that have had children and have got their baby and mm. these women haven't yeah, it's such born. a beautiful charity they you know they put these rooms and wards into hospitals so that these women do not have to be with these with you know these mothers that have just had their children it's, it's a beautiful charity um so yeah i had to do that for two years leading up to because of obviously the, the lockdowns um and then we went to the pageant on the day in march and we do three rounds one which is red and black it's all on sort of walkways runways we then did a second round of avant-garde. Um, is it always different to each pageant? Each, is slightly each, different. Each round is different. Each a different round. pageant. Um, mm. Yeah, depending. Some might do swimwear, some might do avant-garde. But this one was uh, red and black, avant-garde, and then evening gown. Um, and I've, I've made pretty much all of my own. Did you? Because I do make all my own clothes. Do you? So, yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't make was the evening gown. But everything else was made by me. So is everybody's together. Do you have great big changing rooms and you're all getting into your so yeah, we kit were, for each one? This was a bit different, really, than what it would normally be. Normally we'd be all in one big room, having a big giggle and a laugh. And Whereas we were all having a giggle and laugh, but we were in smaller groups. We had to sort of do it in, I think we were in like three, uh, three people to each room. Which, but it was still a lovely day. It was great to get out there because we've been in lockdown for so long. And although we had to do it under really strict COVID guidelines, you know, we couldn't couldn't get close to people we were all tested on the morning um, but we all stuck to strict COVID guidelines but it was an amazing day it was lovely to be out and then you After, won and then I won yeah I won actually they actually recorded it and it had to um, go for certain bits to be done and then it was released in May amazing I, I'd won and I watched it via Zoom and it was on if anybody would like to watch it Miss Drag UK on YouTube or um, if you go to the Miss Drag UK Facebook page you can see it there did you have any funny experiences over that time? There must be some quite hysterical moments. I think the there. first one would be, well, the main one would be when we went to um, DragCon and we were in a multi-storey car park. Dean had done his face, but then sitting there sweating it out, driving all the way down to London. <laughs> And in, then we're in, in your face, <laughs> and just, just with nobody, just I'm just like that, trying to keep cool, get all the way down. We're in a multi-story yeah. car park. You got me with the money in his back, pulling in his corset to get him. Dean's hanging on to the car, and then you glance over, and there's two guys getting into drag, literally opposite That's us, it. doing <laughs> glancing, looking at each other, you're giggling and laughing away at each other. So it was quite, quite surreal, really. <laughs> they actually got out of their car. And this is how I found out about the pageant. The 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 two queens that got out of the car opposite us, one of them was Miss Charity Drag uh, 2019. So I spotted the crown and spotted the sash and I was like, I'm getting me one of those. Let's talk about tourism, because that's one of yes. my things. I usually get three top tips, so perhaps a couple from you and one from Paul. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start off with actually the village that we live in. 
one of the reasons we really loved the village when we actually moved, like, moved here and was, you know, looking at coming here was the fact that this was the start of the Black and White Trail. It's got some of the most beautiful Tudor houses that we've ever seen. And it's so lovely that there's so many in one place. So it's definitely a picturesque place to be. So that if anybody you know is, is, is coming local, definitely take do the Black, do and, the white black and White trail. trail. My other second place that I would say is Oak Church. The food there is just... The produce. The produce it? is unbelievable. It is so good. It's all local produce. If anyone's staying self-catering, go there and get treat yourselves to some of their food. It's some of the best meats I've ever had before, some of the best cheeses, breads. They do everything themselves. And it's all and produced on site All produced well. on yeah, site. And really they also have... Um, the most amazing ice cream so if it's a nice hot day pop along and have an ice cream there it's, it's famous fabulous. for ice cream <laughs> it's so good yeah. yeah definitely have their blueberry one if you want a recommendation <laughs> uh, i think for me it would probably be the small breeds and owl sanctuary oh, which good. is just on yeah. the top there um, I mean, we take a, a lot of the young people that I work with up there. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's just beautiful just to walk around and just to see it, really. It's nice. You've got some nice views out over the yeah, over the Kington and things as well. Which views is are amazing everywhere, yeah. aren't they? Very, yeah. very lucky. Have you ever met a high sheriff before? I've not, no. Do you know? Did you know about high sheriffs? I actually didn't, but I think it's a lovely thing to have somebody out in the community that is actually highlighting people in the community and highlighting volunteers and the people who do good in the community. It's a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, to have the job is really humbling. I mean, it's not what I do. I can highlight it all, but it's but it's what I see. Yeah, yeah. it's really great. I was expecting chaps and um, spurs. Actually, I should have come in my outfit too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next time, <laughs> next time we go out together. Are, are you? What are you looking forward to this summer? For me, definitely getting back out there and, and yeah, hopefully Pride coming to Hereford. Yeah. That would be amazing for the community to to be together which is it's looking like it's coming together now so yeah for me just to get back out there i'm so looking forward to seeing people again and hugs yeah <laughs> hugs this summer I would we say, can hug i can't wait highlighting just what dean said really just everything just opening back up and just for everybody just be able to get back to some sense of normality, normality. i think it will be a relief it won't will. it well thank you both so much for welcoming me to your welcoming me to your home in pastoral herefordshire yeah. as i mentioned earlier it's not often i actually get to meet a drag queen particularly not the winner of Miss Drag Queen UK. Incredible. It's been interesting to hear your views about how far we have got to go still in Herefordshire to make your community feel really welcome. I've put you in touch with a few people, but if there's anything else that I can do in any other areas that I can help highlight, then just do let me know. It's thank been a real much. pleasure. Thank, thank you. you very much for having us and yeah, uh, thank, thank you for you. your support. Amazing. Mm -hmm.